As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Today is the 20th of December, year of our Lord 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again, man who wears the card again, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, before we hop into today's show, have some housekeeping that we have to go over, as is customary here on the B and C. Today will be the final episode of the year of 2022. We are going to be taking a brief one-week holiday break um, between, you know, traveling and wanting to make sure that everyone gets to spend appropriate time with their family, not locked away for an hour listening to James and I talk about your favorite basketball team. So we will be back at the top of 2023. First Tuesday of the year, we will be dropping, but we will be taking next week off. Uh, I actually think today, as of this recording, James, uh, is the first day of Hanukkah. So happy holidays to everybody out there listening. Happy Hanukkah if you are celebrating. Yes. But James... We have a basketball team that we got to talk about. But before we even do that, you got a story to pump? Yeah. Um, on Saturday, I sat down with Sadiq Bey for about 10, 15 minutes, and we just kind of talked about his season to date. And I thought he got really real. I thought he was pretty open and, and honest and um, very insightful. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, uh, I have a really good rapport with Sadiq, and – I obviously wanted to the stuff that he's gone through a lot this year um, on the floor, and I obviously wanted to talk to him about it. But I figured just being able to get him alone for a little bit, not right after a game, would be the best way to 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 get answers uh, out of him. And I thought he he was really interesting and uh, peeled back the curtain on just kind of his where his mental space has been these last two months. Yeah. Um, yeah. So check that out if you haven't if you haven't read that yet. So I actually didn't know that you did this. This is really interesting. Yeah, to I usually me. don't so, drop on Sundays, but uh, drop this on Sunday instead of today or Monday. What What is the sort of what was the thought process like going into that? Were you just kind of like, hey, like people are kind of dogpiling right now? Is it worth maybe going to this guy, getting his side of things? You know, maybe there is something going on we don't know about. Is that kind of what you wanted to do? Get to the root of things? Uh, I mean, there's part of that. I also think this is a guy who <clears throat> I always find the dynamic of a young player who 
upon entering the league had everything go right and now for the first time things aren't going right and just how they deal with that and the mental kind of aspect of that is very interesting to me like I mean has any has has life been as good for any Pistons rookie first or it's two-year player than it was for Sadiq I mean the guy started over 120 straight games he was first team all rookie he I shit, I wrote a piece that he might be the best three-point shooter in Pistons history yeah we all have we all have those one takes um and everything was was gravy and then all of a sudden it wasn't so again me and him having a good relationship uh I felt like I could get like honest answers out of him and it, it's something to be talked about like he is he was a he is continues to be a big part of this rebuild uh but certainly the shift in which he's used has has changed and um, I mean, yeah, like I think that he he's an interesting he's an interesting guy to talk to in general. I just I actually like enjoy talking to him. He's he's a smart guy. Yeah, I uh, I tell you what, man, what's really confusing me kind of about all this Sadiq stuff is maybe we go over the timeline here. Maybe that's a good idea because if you really think about it, okay, so at some point in November 2020. Sadiq gets drafted. Timeline started. Okay, now we're rolling. Fast forward to, I don't know, the next substantial thing that happened was maybe in, what, April or May, Sadiq Bay named to the uh, all-rookie first team for Detroit, mm-hmm. and Isaiah gets second team, and it's like, wow, things are going well. Okay. Don't really remember anything else that happened. I think, like, the next significant thing, really, that you'd fast forward to is, like, go ahead, like, 10 months. Sadiq Bay has 51 you know, I can't really think of anything that happened maybe in between there. But there's a lot of hype, right? James is writing stories. We're talking about Sadiq. We go into this this last summer talking about, is this guy a number two? Like, are we are we really – is this Chris Middleton? Altitude, worked out um, in Colorado. Yep, we do the Colorado thing, and then we're here. And we're talking for the last week about what's going to happen with Sadiq. Is there a chance that he's traded by the end of the year? We talked last week about how, uh, you know, sometimes maybe it is as simple as – just the principle of what have you done for me lately and that sort of being the essence of what makes up the NBA and well really all sports and and how we look at players I think you know it is part of a larger conversation with that do you think that's really all that it is is that you know because he's not putting up 18 and 6 every single night and hitting four threes that that's really all that this is because it just seems like this snowballed really fast I think ultimately Bojan coming into the picture mucked up things for him. Um, And it's not all, it's not necessarily his fault. Like they both aren't the best defenders. So it's hard to play both of them together. I think that's number one. What gave Bojan the edge is they need floor spacing and Bojan was hitting shots and Sadiq wasn't. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. If there's no bullion in the full, I don't think we see Sadiq being moved to the bench. This is a really interesting take. I've never really is it. I feel like that's well. I've well, I've just never really framed it in this way. Where if you think about it, is the arrival of Bogdanovich and Alec Burks the two guys who basically do what we want Sadiq Bay to do slash what he already does, and so that just kind of does it create this redundance between redundancy redundance between this trio of players but at the same time it's like well yeah but they all do the essential things 
in a modern setting. You know what I mean? So can you yeah. really have too much of that? Um, no, you can't. I think I certainly think there is a yes. Um, I could see why somebody would think there is redundancy and I can see why maybe that's why Sadiq's name is been asked about by other teams. Um, I also would say that Sadiq is younger than both of them. And the next time the Pistons are good, neither Bojan or Alec will probably start. So that's why I was kind of always in the camp of bring Bojan off the bench, even though he is right now the better scorer or the better shooter of the two. I just think eventually if the Pistons are good next year or in two years, like Bojan's going to be coming probably off the bench. Um, so listen, I think Sadiq certainly was um, a victim of Bojan coming in and absolutely shooting the lights out, which we all knew he could do like that it didn't surprise us. But the fact that Sadiq defensively hadn't necessarily um, taken the strides yet, still early, that would have allowed them to play together hurt him. And also the fact that I think the team is very invested in playing two bigs hurt him. So to me, for him to had beat out Bojan, he would have had to shoot better. Uh, And uh, unfortunately for him, he didn't to start the year. He's since turned a corner. Um, he's shooting close to 37, 38% from three in December. So I also don't think the world, I also don't think that it's impossible for um, Sadiq not to go back into the starting lineup again, uh, as he did. At, Wait, say that again. You think it's possible for him to not go back? I don't in? think it's impossible. I, I mean, I did a double negative. I think it is, there's yeah, a sorry. world in which Sadiq goes back to the starting lineup. Gotcha. And I think it's possible that it happens soon rather than later um Dwayne again at practice on Monday today mentioned that he is not opposed and he brought it up uh unsolicited as he did the other day after the game to making a shakeup to try to find a better balance because they've just been so poor in third quarters and when you look at the roster the starting lineup I, I would imagine he's eyeing Jaden um just he struggled a lot lot defensively and until the other night had struggled offensively and then I don't really know who you put in that starting group besides Sadiq and at the end of one of those games recently there was a lineup of Killian Sadiq Bojan Duran and Stewart so I'm not saying it's happening or it's gonna happen it feels like there could be another shakeup to the starting lineup and my guess would be that it would be Sadiq uh, going back in for Ivy. I mean, I guess it could be Alec Burks, but I, I, I don't think so. Does Cade being out for the entire year just make the whole starting lineup thing essentially fluid for the entire year? Where maybe you're not playing lineup roulette in March, but like the combinations are going to be, they're going to vary on a nightly basis. Yeah, Dwayne said as much today that they're not done trying things because yeah. they do need to improve. Like, they, they've been starting games better, which was an issue before. Now they're starting games fine. It's just that third quarter, the, the, they're not really learning what it takes to, like, have that pause and then come back out with the same intensity you start games with. So, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. But, yeah, check out the, the Sadiq piece. Um, definitely, definitely worth your time. Just to wrap up on that, and we'll move on, you had mentioned his shooting uh, earlier 
if we look at the month of December, and the only reason I say the month of December uh, specifically instead of maybe using the whole year is because, like I said, this has snowballed kind of fast. I'd say this, you know, the, the, these past two, three weeks has kind of been when people have started to zero in on like, hey, maybe Sadiq isn't fine. So if you look at it, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to round up a, a little bit for some of these. Averaging 13 and a half a game, two assists, three boards on uh, 40, 35, and 72 splits. Okay, so you're shooting 35% from three. Okay, so it went if down we, after the uh, the Nets game last night. It was at right. 37. If you bump that to 40, okay, 40% for the month. It's a pretty big bump. 5%? What's that? Well, Four we'll, makes? Well, think about the difference in how you view somebody who shoots 35% from three and somebody who shoots 40% from three. Well, right. Okay, so that's kind of what my question is. And maybe you just answered it. Is if he everything stays the exact same, everything's the exact same, still averaging thirteen and two, right? But he's shooting forty percent from three. If we just change that, are we still having this conversation? No. Do you do you you feel like that's right? Like what do you, what's your take on that? Uh, I'm kind of looking for guidance here because yeah, I don't know I mean, if that's fair or not. I think it's I think it's fair simply because. He has been a – he was a 40 uh, – one of the best three-point shooters in college, shooting well above 40 in both years. He came into the league and shot mm-hmm. basically 40. Like, he's a good shooter. Uh, he's just – there's just funks for him, and it's – they're usually – they've been pretty bad when he is in a funk. Um, so I think certainly, like, they need a floor – they need floor spacing, and that's, I think, Sadiq's still greatest skill. Um it's just certainly it comes in waves. So, yes, we're not having that conversation if he's shooting 40% for three. But one thing you know, he does you... do – I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, one okay. one thing he does do that he does – that I guess is like the big knock on Bojan, Sadiq doesn't really turn the ball over. Like you, people get annoyed with his uh, – you hear you see fans get annoyed with uh, sometimes his uh, isolations and – He's a ball stopper. Yeah, because there are people that say yeah. that for sure. Um, but like, if you look at look at, do you have still have his numbers up? Yeah, I can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you need? Like his turnovers are. He rarely turns the ball over. Yeah, I mean this month, point uh, three. Yeah, per game. Like it's not. I, if you want to keep talking through this, I can find. No, the exact I, I mean I'm just saying. Like he many. doesn't turn the ball over. I guess. And and bo- five all month. Yeah, and Bogey turns the ball over frequently. So. Um. I think there is something to to say there. You know, I, I, I said that I was looking for a ruling, like a take. Can I get another one? We've actually never – this is a really mundane thing, but I've never heard what your opinion on this is, mm-hmm. and sometimes this is interesting to me. What's your plus-minus take? Like, what do you think about that? Do you think that that is typically indicative of what – and I'm not saying it can. it's like a main contributor, but do you think that that can be indicative of whether or not somebody was actually playing meaningful minutes in a game? I think this is my take on plus minus. I think some people read too much into it, and I think some people dismiss it too much. Um, to me, like okay. I, I like it in groupings. Like for example, if the starters are all minus but the bench is all plus, that says something. Um, and vice you versa. You contextualize it. Yeah. Right. And um, like last night, KD was a minus three, but I would guess that the Pistons. I know for a fact the Pistons starters outplayed the Nets starters, but the bench was bad. So when there was KD in the bench minutes, they outplayed the Pistons bench. So Mm -hmm. 
was KD a minus three? No. They won the game because KD went off. But it was. It, it, there's got to be context added to it. K, KD was a minus three because the Brooklyn starters struggled. Uh, yeah. Not that he played bad. He played really well when he was with the bench. So there's, there needs to be context. I think people dismiss it too much, and I think people uh, look into it too much. There needs to be a better middle ground with plus minus. I tell you what, the emailer that we got last week uh, who was trying to figure out for those who didn't listen, we got an email at the end of last week's show who was going to the Pistons-Nets game, but he needed to figure out if he was bringing uh, this new girlfriend that he had oh, or his brother. We got, got an update? Tickets. We did not get an update, oh. but I tell you what, his brother sent him a text saying that he was excited to go because he wanted to boo KD and Kyrie. I yeah. tell you what, uh, they gave him 70 combined. <laughs> 81. So I don't, 81, so I don't know how much, uh, I, I, I would love to know. We did not get a follow-up, but I would love a follow-up to hear uh, how how that went, but the only I need reason to I bring to know up the, who we chose, who we chose. Can I give you a? I hate to do retroactive advice because at this point it doesn't matter, and the game has already passed. But you know what I meant to mention, and I didn't. You know what piece of that matters? Where are the seats? That doesn't because if I think well, but it's Brooklyn, right? So if you're bringing this girl, and if your brother went all in on these seats, then you bring the girl. If you you know what I mean? No, if your brother got you floor seats, you got to take your brother. I disagree. I guess that's 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 true. Yeah. If I have to think about this with Matthew, if Matthew got me forced, what am I going to – but again, the brother didn't care about basketball. We don't need to do this again. We yeah, do not need yeah. to jump back into this and confuse people. But the only reason that I bring up plus minus is because if you look at the last handful of games, seven, eight games, from Jalen Duran. Before we go, 10. J.D., can we just get Kate out of the way because we recorded the last pod. Oh, after I'm the so sorry. I Yeah, I forgot. As Such is life at the Bunny Cardigan show where you record a show and then – you release the show and then major news comes out and then you talk about the major news six days after it happened because we did. Cade Cunningham is out for the season. Officially, it happened. He got the surgery. In our, in our, um, in our defense, I guess, we, I, I, I've been on this pod for weeks saying that this, like, the, the, the result was what is what was going to happen. So that's yeah. why I didn't feel the need for us to do an emergency pod. We've talked about it at ad nauseum. We knew. Oh my God! Fantastic usage of ad nauseum. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Fucking hell! That was great, dude. Uh. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we talked about yeah. We talked about this result. So like, I didn't feel the need. I I would hope that anybody who has tapped into me at the athletic or listens yeah. to this pod would have expected what the outcome was. So I, yeah, so I don't, we don't have to talk about it much more than that. He underwent the surgery. Just, it was successful. He, he talked to several players who had gotten surgery. Uh, he did his homework, turned over every stone, decided to get it. Bang, bang, bing, bang, boom. Do you know names? I know a couple. Do you not want to? I'm sorry. You fucking mocking me. Do you? No, no. I'm assuming you don't want to get I into mean, the he names. He Is talked that, to Rodney. Uh, the big one is Drew Holiday. Yes. Uh, yes. Form those connections. Network. And I think Kate. there's a couple others, but those two are the ones that I know, like, I have on top of my mind. Fantastic. Worked out pretty well for Drew Holiday. Uh, just to add, maybe, to make you feel better about the Cade thing, I didn't even consider that we might need to do an emergency episode because I saw it and was like, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. 
There he goes, just like we thought he would. So, so what I'm saying is, you did a very good job of of leading this horse to the water, if you know what I mean. Thank you. So on to Jalen Durant. Like I said, last handful of games, seven, eight, nine games, plus ten, plus eleven, plus twelve, plus thirteen. Also rebounding, uh, like prime Nikola Pekovic. Kind of built the same too, actually. I tell you what, because if the reason it didn't work for Pekovic was because he was built like a tree, like he was literally three hundred pounds. He didn't and have like the tone just... JD. Yet. JD's built like no. Dwight. He's not. I wouldn't say yeah. JD's built like rebound like prime Nikola Pekovic. That's funny. Isn't that wasn't the problem with him too the same as it was for Milos Teodosic, where he just couldn't stop smoking cigarettes and so he was out of the. I don't league? remember Pekovic's cigarette problem, but my guess is I'm sure he probably did. I just, and I talk about this today. You you talk about uh, well, he's European, so they're not smoking Newports. Yeah. Probably smoking like Parliaments or something horrible. Yeah, probably Parliaments. Those are garbage. Uh, but anyways, Jalen Duran has been on a tear, and I think we on this show we we love to plant flags on this show, and then we love to parade around that flag we when we're apology. right. We owe who an apology? I owe Jalen apology. Did you not believe? Uh, I was concerned at a summer league that he there was a like it, it would take him a while to like be the dominant rebounder he's been. Well, okay. To be fair, I didn't think he'd be grabbing 15 boards a game as a 19 year old. Yeah, I didn't I mean, either. I but he's doing it, and I was. I mean, he. Was, I don't even think he had more than three in a summer league game. I don't think it's disrespectful to think that he wasn't going to do that, though. No, I don't I'm think not it's, saying it's, it's disrespectful. Like it's, I just owe him an apology because he's doing. Yeah, it. I was just kind of there. I was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, look at this guy. This is my favorite play. That's kind of all I really wanted to say. Just wanted to give him his props that he's just been nothing but a, a, a plus. Like, literally, statistically, nothing but a plus uh, for Detroit recently. And I love that he's one of those dudes that he's so big that he doesn't really have to, like, physically go after board. Like, he doesn't have to jump out of the gym to get a board. He's towering over most people. But, boy, he does it sometimes, man. He'll, like, actually get up for them when he does not need to, and I love it every single he, time. He's, he does a good job. He's showing the early signs of the Andre tap to yourself, like tap away from the guy jumping and then go that. get it. He, hate that. He's doing that. Um, I think another thing that I've noticed that I was critical of early on, and I wasn't critical in the sense that he couldn't do it. It was that it just take time. The explosion on non-oop uh, stuff is starting to show, hmm. like, his dunk on K on over KD the other day, like he caught it two feet, went up, yammed. Like before, like he was, you could tell he was processing too much, and he necessarily because he was processing, he didn't explode. Um, and you're starting to see some of that explosion when it's not a oop now. And I think that just goes to show. that's one thing I didn't know about JD at summer league. Now that I gotten to know him and and talk to him regularly, uh, he's a smart kid. Like very smart, um, and works hard. I, Isaiah really has him like everything Isaiah does. JD does, and I didn't know. I mean, I didn't get, I didn't know him in summer league. Like dude, we hadn't spent time together. He's a smart player, and he gets it. Um, and he's he's really picking up things faster than I thought he would. Hundred percent credit to JD. He's been very good. Uh, and the him and. Isaiah Stewart front court pairing has looked really good together. Oh. Uh, one and two on the team for me because I was gonna do a little one of my little whispers and be like, well, I was gonna segue, be like, to end it, Jalen Dern probably my favorite Piston right now. I think it's literally Jalen Dern one and then Isaiah Stewart two. 
I think that's how it would go right now. Hey, another piece of news. Uh, still you can, shooting you can, the shit out of it. You can tackle really quick. Isaiah Livers. Yeah, he's he re-injured himself, it sounds like, in the final days of his recovery process, and he won't be evaluated for another week and a half, three weeks. I know people have mentioned this before. Uh, I'm curious what happens when he comes back. In terms of what? Who does he like? Kevin Knox has been solid. It's not real. It's a trend. I mean, maybe he falls off, but he's averaging eight points. It's a bubble. He's averaging eight points. It's a bubble. Getting some timely rebounds. That Knox bubble is going to burst. I swear um, to God. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge the Kevin Knox stock. Listen, I think I think I short it finds rather. a way back in the rotation. I guess what I could see happen is he goes back to the starting group, and Ivy takes the Kojo minutes off the bench. I just think it sucks, man. Like, I, I feel cheated. I feel legit cheated that we even have to have this. Con- what do you mean Cade's not in this? What do you mean? Like, this is the thing I was going to say about this is the, what people have made. What do you mean also we get the teal back and then Cade's out for the year and he wears it twice and then we don't get to see him wear it again after that? What do you mean we get these awesome big Sean Green uniforms? Like, legit, one of my favorite. I love the jerseys. And Cade doesn't get to wear them. We get these awesome black uniforms and Cade doesn't get to wear this them. Is your, this you is your mean? fetish that I just can't get behind. I don't get well the teal thing. If nothing else, put put all of the meanness aside. The teal, you get it right. What do you? I like, like the teal. I like the teal jerseys, but like I can't ever take myself to the point like I'm so pissed I don't get to see Cade in teal. Let me let me break this down. What if the Lions? What if Calvin never wore black? What if he was hurt every time? He'd still be, and the, he never got to wear them. He'd still be the greatest receiver of all time. He'd still be the greatest receiver of all time. But you didn't get those pictures, right? You don't have those memories. You don't have in twenty years. Man, remember these uniforms? And it's fucking Calvin Johnson wearing a black uniform. But we have photos of Caden Teal. Yeah, but only like a couple. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. But it just it doesn't feel fair. And I hate to do this every week. Your accessory slash seeing guys in jerseys. Like, did I ever? share the tweet on here about the guy who was when ivy was out and he was pissed that Ivy was out because he wanted to see him in the teal <laughs> yeah i just can't get well I no i think it was something like as, yeah i swear it was something like it was him asking you if if you thought ivy was bummed that he wouldn't get to it was something yeah, like that i feel been. like yeah yeah i don't really remember uh hey let's talk about this real quick let's talk about we'll it. wrap up here in, in a little bit but I want to, I want to talk about this. We we did last week. We did some trade stuff because December fifteenth, such is life. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Trade deadlines in like two months. Can I give you a take? A Bold prediction. Less than less than that. Yeah, month and a half. February sixth. I would set the over under at half, and I would do under. I don't think we're gonna do anything. I think it's gonna be really boring, and I think people are gonna think. I think that if I could get a jump ahead on the narrative, if you'll indulge me. I think when we quote unquote balk and don't do anything, no pieces get moved around. And I also, does a Hamadou trade count? No, it d- don't think it that does. Counts. But I said, I remember if you recall, I did. I we read my uh, random uh, season predictions, and I said that at most they'd only do one trade. Yeah, it just doesn't really feel like it's in the cards. It feels like maybe there's a point where you, you know, as a bunch of people have discussed stop getting 
good stuff and then immediately see what you can go cash it in for. Can't do that forever. And if this is a Pistons team that feels like this year's kind of a setback a little bit, which do you would you you think they'd label it that way? A setback year? Would the team label it that? Yeah. Yes. Publicly or privately? Privately. <laughs> I think they thought that, it is though by all accounts. I don't that, think there's any shame in admitting. I don't that. think there's anybody in the front office that thought this was a playoff team. I do think that they thought they'd be better than they are. Did the Lions believe they were a playoff team? No. Hmm. And that's not to say they could have been, but there is the you know. I mean, hey, if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk right now. So is. we don't need to go down this this road. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Who, if if Sadiq were to get traded, because I'm of the belief Bojan doesn't. I think the only one that literally gets, and I don't even know if they get traded, but will not be on the roster by the end of the year is Nerlens. That's the only one I would put money on. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I forgot about Nerlens. But he might not get traded. No, he will. He could get bought out. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think... Okay. As I reported that these teams have shown interest in him, sure, maybe a team gets desperate and gives up a second-round pick for him. I think those teams are also gauging interest for when he probably hits the buyout market. I think the Clippers trade makes too much sense, man. I mean, there's teams out there that it makes sense. They just, I just wonder if they give up stuff for him. Uh, but my question to you is, if Sadiq gets traded, which I let me disclaimer. I'm not saying he will get traded or that there's a better chance he does than doesn't. I would be afraid to trade Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Have I made that point? That's a good on here? word for it. No, but that's go go for it. Go for it. Oh, I, I talked about it on a recent pod. Sadiq is one of those guys that, to me, like when fans think about Dinwiddie and Middleton, like that's right. That dude works so hard. He's shown flashes here and there. Like, if he could ever just put the shooting together with the improved foul drawing and, and putting the ball on the floor and, and make the right read a little bit more often, like, there's a guy there. And we see it. We see all those things, but at separate times. I would be scared shitless to trade him because I think there's Dude, a world he comes back and bites you. Now, I think. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I think this might be your best take. I only you. agree with this. Thank and I think that. If history tells us anything, if it would suggest maybe how this is going to go, it would be, theoretically, that none of what you just said is going to happen until we trade him, until he's on that other team. And then magically, he'll put all of it together, and then every single time we play Charlotte or whoever and, it ends up being, right? And we you know? know who, you know, if he, if, again, if, and we're playing the hypothetical, if he gets traded, you know which one, it's going to be one of two teams. And I'm not reporting okay. this, but like, there's two like, when you think about Sadiq, and then you think about like where Sadiq would fit well. There's two teams. Let's see if you can guess and the two teams. For total transparency, this is only speculating. Yeah, we're yeah we're speculating. No, we no, no, are no, two we're guys even, on a podcast. No, 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 no. Hold on, speculating is not even the right word. We're just two okay, two guys at the bar. Throwing... Yes, yes. Okay, this isn't speculating. Okay. Again, I don't think Sadiq gets ends up getting traded. There's a world where it happens. Right now, if you ask me, I wouldn't put money on him getting traded. So the two teams that I immediately thought of are both both in the Eastern Conference. Will you at least give me that? The two teams. One one of them is 
Okay, so it's one and one. There's okay. one team. There's two teams that are just such Sadiq teams, and if he went there, we know he would like blossom into this crazy thing. I th- I think Boston is a Sadiq team. Eh. If you if you just if Aaron Neesmith never happened and it was Sadiq Bay, are you kidding me? That is a match made in heaven. And then they ended up getting Derek White instead. Yeah, but I just think Malcolm Brown. He would too. be behind like Brown and Tatum there. Like, well, he not wouldn't going start anywhere. Well, exactly. I'm talking about places like. All right. So who's your other team? Second team was Washington. You are. You just. That's sick. I don't. I just don't think their culture is good enough that Sadiq could go there. Listen, my teams were Miami. It doesn't matter where he wants to go. Miami doesn't. Oh. And then this is the most like I feel like if a team is willing to go get Sadiq, this is the team. You ready? Dallas. Doesn't Sadiq just seem like a spur? Oh. I think you've actually made this point before that he is a Popovich guy. Like he's just like he just feels like a spur. It's because he's reserved. It's because he's quiet. He doesn't do anything. Him and Keldon Johnson. Are you kidding me? Imagine if they still had Dejounte though. See now you're How getting, good now you're getting into two K fantasy land. Well, I don't know because who do you want? I'm not talking about who you want. I'm not because I don't think he's going to get traded. So I don't want to play that game. I'm just talking about. I could just envision a world. Where the Pistons pun on Sadiq, the two in one of San Antonio or Miami bite the bullet and trade for him, and he ends up just like becoming a guy at one of those two teams. Like I can just see it now. You like a mere coffee for Nerlens Noel? Sure. Mental exercise. Uh, you are Troy Weaver. I'm Steve Ballmer. I'm calling Troy Weaver, and I'm Steve Ballmer. Okay. Or is it Jerry West still? I don't even remember who's running. The, it's Steve. At the end of the day, Steve Ballmer's calling all the it's, shots, right? It's Lawrence Frank. Lawrence Frank. Thank you. I think the Amir Coffee thing makes complete sense. Because if you're the Clippers, yeah, you lose that tertiary guy. You lose a little bit of like depth, don't call which Amir is cool. Coffee if, a tertiary guy in the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, if Luke Kennard's not on, Amir Coffee always is, and vice versa. Like That's just always how it goes, right? So I'm thinking if you trade for him for a guy who doesn't even play and just like sits on the exercise bike that's probably a win no yeah I, I, also I think also would do that though i think norland's at most is getting fetching back a second round pick or like one of those don't hate or that. one of those fake firsts that turns into a second very easily that gets conveyed yeah what do you think the lakers are going to do with those picks nothing they're going to keep them. i saw Saw a billboard uh, yesterday for Demar, and all it said it was just a picture of him, and it said Demarvelous, and it was the hardest thing I have ever seen in my life. We should preface that for what, new listeners that you live in Chicago. Yes, sorry, yes I do. So that's obviously, but they don't market the Bulls around here, man. Like they just don't. I mean, there's some stuff here and there, but there's nothing. Well, the Bulls, like a year ago, lots. Bulls now, kind of, well, they stink. And they also kind of like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a logo and franchise that speaks for itself. Yeah, like a year ago, it was a lot of like Alex Caruso. I saw well, him they were, everywhere. Yeah, they were balling last year too early on. Yeah. Hey, let's do a quick Christmas question. Sure. Best Christmas present you've ever given or received? There's always one Christmas that sticks into my mind. Uh... I don't remember my age, but there's a picture of me and my dad. 
in the same Christmas, I got a Deion Sanders Redskins jersey and a PlayStation 2. Oh. And Brother. there's a picture of me. My dad used to play Madden with me. And there's a picture of me and my with me wearing a bandana at like 3 a.m. Like I'm Deion Sanders with my Redskins Deion Sanders. I'm sorry. Well, it was Redskins at the time, but Commanders, I don't know what to say. With my Deion Sanders, Washington, D.C. or Maryland, wherever they are, Jersey, and me and my dad playing the place, playing Madden on the PlayStation 2 at like 4 a.m. Man. That's up there. That's that's awesome. We had, uh, uh, so when we got a PS2 uh, for Christmas, we got it with Madden 04 with Vic on the cover. The best Madden of all And then time. we opened it and the disc wasn't in there. So Damn. I still don't really know like how it happened or like what, but like our mom or parents, whatever, like went and got 2K5 instead, which was Ben Wallace on the yeah. cover. So that was my first like PS2 game was 2K5. Um, you know, my, my, my favorite present ever though, like to this day, and, and some of it is the story behind it, which I won't go into cause it doesn't matter. Um, but like how it ended up happening, my white cement threes might That's be, uh, the most like, oh my God, I've ever been uh, in my entire life. What year was that? That would have been 2011 or 13. No, no, no. This this would have been like 18. Okay. Maybe 17. Yeah. So it was it was it was recently enough. And then I've to this day. I mean, I've only ever worn them a couple times. Um, maybe because you you'll you? be here. No, they're in uh, Michigan right what now. What size so do I'll you wear them. again? I think their shoes are a ten and a half. You're not getting them. Not, you're not Nike getting them. Air on the back or Jumpman on the back? No, they're not the 88s. Oh, okay. No, it's the Jordan. It's, it's the, the Jordan it's the logo. Yeah. Oh, if dude, if it was the Nike Air, they'd still be dead. I would have never worn them. The new ones are coming out in March. Uh, I could have got funny. a pair the other day actually, but homie was kind of taxing a little bit, so I I'm just going <laughs> to take my chances in March. Well, you'll be here in like a week and a half, two weeks. Yep, I'll be there next Thursday. Maybe because we don't have. Uh, a, a gift for our wonderful listeners. The gift from them to us is just the fact that they still listen. But maybe when you're here, if, if something materializes, maybe we make a video. We'll have sure. to brainstorm about what that could be. Maybe probably not another sneaker shopping video, though. If we have time, it'll be cold. We'll see what goes yeah, we'll on. We'll figure it. Out. We'll do something. Maybe. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. I get there Thursday afternoon. Let me check my flight. Hold on. Say the alphabet. Backwards. Well, while you're looking this up, while you're looking this up, let's do a quick five on what people are saying may have been the greatest World Cup final of all time. Now, as somebody who, and I'm, I get there Thursday you, at six oh six. There we go, December 29th. What like 29th? Oh, that's when I'll be coming home too. Nice. Okay. Is that basically that Argentina France? Mm-hmm. Was that essentially? Game seven, Michael versus LeBron, and they both put up 50. Is that the equivalent? KD and LeBron, maybe? I'm trying to think of a I- of a of a star at the end of his at the end of his peak and a star that is so as good Kobe as it gets, did but, play. Yeah. If they actually met in the finals, it'd like be it like if, supposed to happen. It'd be like if O2 Kobe played against ninety-eight Jordan. In the finals. Okay. Game seven, they both put up 50. Yeah. 
but that was but Jordan had never but Jordan had never won a final. But he had never done it before. Yeah. Right. Do you get emotional at all? I didn't get emotional watching him win. No, I didn't get emotional, but I like and this is weird to say, but like I genuinely felt privileged to be alive at this point in time. Like there are some people that yeah. are just so good at what they do. Uh and you hear folklore, you hear stories, whether it's sports, life, uh, philanthropy, anything, that like I got to witness Messi throughout his whole career. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. At, at, like I was I six mean, when Jordan won in like, what was his last title? 98? 98. I was six. Like I, rem- I vaguely remember it. I, very, I vaguely remember watching Jordan live. I've, I just have I, like 50 DVDs and YouTube and shit. Depending on what day it happened, because it would have been in June at some point. I might not have even been alive yet. Facts. So you know what I mean? Like, but I, no, one hundred percent. And that's kind of the thing that sometimes sucks uh, about living in a in a country where people don't really care about the sport. Is it's very easy for it to just go unnoticed, and you know, people are like, "Oh, well, soccer. Nobody really cares about soccer." It's like, no, it's the world's sport. Yeah, it's that's what annoyed sport. me. So, like, I'd see all those tweets. Like, maybe now people will get into soccer. It's like no, everybody's into soccer. Sorry. See, that's the thing. Is <laughs> that's like the American. Sometimes, yeah. like every four years, when the World Cup comes around, and you know, it's easy to use America as an example. And everybody gets really excited, and everybody cares about soccer for like a month, right? And then after that, it kind of goes away. And watching games like that makes me feel guilty about sometimes being that way because whether it's you or whether it's just my own interest, like I'm always, I always at least kind of understand and know what's going on, whether it's the Premier League, Champions League, La Liga, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just sort of this, uh, is this overbearing guilt of not devoting my life the way that everybody else has to this, this sport. Don't feel guilty because it's not, it's not your favorite sport, but you do enjoy the thrill of world cup soccer. Like it's, it's totally fine. Like I don't tune into baseball until playoffs. Uh, that'd be like my equivalent, but it's also like, yeah, I was just annoyed when people were like, maybe this is, like, if this doesn't make you li- like soccer, I'm like, well, dude, like, because your friends in Minneapolis don't like soccer, like, everybody else in the world likes soccer, and you know me, like, half of my timeline, the other half of my timeline is soccer tweets. Uh, I'm a, At least I people watch expect everything. that from you. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, I, I said that to say... Some people, it's their thing, and some people, it's not. I was fortunate enough that I grew up in a household. Uh, my dad played college basketball. My mom was a really good soccer player. So, like, I've always loved the game. But not in America, like, that's not – especially, like, in the 90s. Like, that wasn't it. That wasn't a, wasn't nearly as yeah. popular as it is now. People, The most people know about soccer is the orange team. Yeah, man, I'm just thinking Everybody about – played for the purple team or something <laughs> like that. I played football for silver. Uh uh, at Howell, yeah, I'm just thinking about all these, all those guys in like a fraternity house at Northwood, being like, "Oh man, if Tyreek Hill was out there, <laughs> if LeBron was out there, I don't know." Let's wrap up the show this week with an with it. Well, how do I do this transition? I forgot that we were supposed to at some point we were supposed to transition in a little uh, ad read. So before we read this week's emails, James, let's take a quick break from this week's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Alrighty, a couple emails to wrap up with here. Uh, I'm not going to say this name, but I got like two paragraphs into this and uh, I, you know, I'd like to leave some intimacy for this person, so I won't reveal who they are. But James, I do want to read this to you um, because I think that it is—it's the holiday season. You know, it's the time for spreading cheer and spreading love. And I think sometimes uh, we all need to hear something like this. So, James, we got an email on the other second. day. Can you read it and then give your thoughts on it, and then I'll come back and give my thoughts. I need to run to the kitchen really quick. Wow, We're not this is—we're not editing it. Brutal timing. You're not going to hear the email. But then I'll just make if you you're leaving. This is absolutely brutal. Welcome okay. To the BNC. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So James is literally leaving uh, right now. I'm actually not going to read the email because that's insane. That would be horrible podcasting. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. What I will do in the meantime is use this opportunity to give out the email. Uh, it is bunandcardigan at gmail.com, spelled phonetically. So that is A N D, not the ampersand bunandcardigan at gmail.com uh, anything you send us we'll probably listen to it I know that we uh, did get a few emails about more like life advice stuff after last week's episode back. Uh, I said this to James we're not ripping that off like it was really fun and I really like doing that uh, we are not going to be doing that so like if I there's mean, some variant that's my thing with it he's not the first person to do it no but when you popularize something then oh it, is that like his and thing I'm not, that's like his oh, thing okay. that's like what that's like why people, some people listen to the okay, show is exclusively fault. for I that. Didn't know that. So let's jump into this email. Hey guys, today is a big day for me. I graduate from Michigan State University with a degree in journalism. Ooh, Before ooh. I drive up to campus for the commencement, I want to thank James for all of the help he has given me over the past few years. Aww. I remember hearing his name first during one of my sports journalism classes. He joined class over Zoom and spoke with us about his job and his journey to get there. After that day, I bought a subscription to The Athletic and started listening to The Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm going to cry. Later, I reached out to James and talked to him one-on-one. As someone creating Pistons content, James has helped me a lot, even taking time to do the Q&A segments for articles I was writing. He gave me Shout advice and even read some of my... <laughs> it is Thomas. Shout out to Thomas. He gave me some advice and read some of my work to critique it. He might have seen a lot of it uh, as doing small things to help a young journalist out. To me, it was some of the best guidance I have ever received. I'm going to cry. I do not think James realizes how much he has helped me on my journey. While we haven't spoken in a while, I do my best to carry every tidbit of advice with me while I'm working or writing on a story or going to an interview. Through every short conversation, James never failed to be kind. I will never forget how impactful he has been in my growth as a journalist. So, James, thank you for everything. Holy shit. Uh, and that's a, that's, that pulled on the strings a little bit. Uh, Thomas, I didn't know you were graduating soon. Congratulations, my man. Uh, you worked your butt off. I'm sure you would have figured things out without uh, talking to me. You're a bright guy, and um, you you like I said, you work hard. So, 
congratulations. You know, if you need anything, you can you can reach out. Um, super happy for you, and I greatly appreciate the kind words. Yeah, I, I again, I didn't really want to blow up his spot there. Yeah, but you were able to to identify this. Maybe it'll mean more to him. So, Thomas, thank you for saying that. And I read it and was like, Jesus, this is the nicest thing I've ever read. Yeah, that was in my entire life. So that was amazing. That definitely, Thomas. yeah. Uh, that almost, I almost, I, I sent it. I almost, that almost got me. Another one. This one's a little bit. This one's a little lighter. James, you can uh, maybe get some, maybe get some laughs in on this one. From Jeff, hey fellas, been listening since day one, love the pod, officially my favorite of about five in my rotation. He did not include what the other four podcasts were. Thank you, Jeff. I literally I literally joined Twitter about two years ago specifically for more content on the Pistons. Anyways, I'm 44 and from the UP and saw a thing saying more people are fans of the Bucks than the Pistons up here, which I strongly disagree with. I guess I'm just wondering if you guys think the same or even acknowledge the UP as part of the Pistons demographic. Lastly, could I get a shout out for us youpers on the pod? Keep it up. Yes. Shout, shout to out you, to youpers. the Upper Peninsula. Shout out to St. Ignis. My family has a yeah. my family has a cabin in St. Ignis. So shout out to, to St. Ignis. Get you a little little poochki uh, up there. Poochki, yeah. Shout out to Michigan Tech. Shout out to Michigan Tech. Shout out to Lake Superior State. Shout out to Northern Michigan. Northern Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I am not surprised. Mackinac Island. Shout out to Mackinac Island. I am not surprised by that because I like uh, I don't know if people know this, but Keith Langloy, who works for Pistons dot com, he's from the UP, and he's a Packers fan. Um, and I know I think they like when he was a kid, like they showed Packers games, not Lions games. Yeah, they. I mean, w- Wisconsin claims the UP more than Michigan does. That's yeah. Like I, I mean, it's cl- yeah, like especially depending on where you live, like Iron Mountain, where Izzo's from. Like I think that's like right on the border. Yeah. So like I get it. Uh, most of the people I know from the UP are Packer. Or Wisconsin sport fans, so no, it does not surprise me. And that yeah, it's, no, it's for it's further. It's a what, it'd be like an eight hour drive from like, it'd be a twelve hour drive from the the furthest west of Michigan in the UP you could get to, to Detroit. It'd be like it's almost like I think, driving across country. Yeah, most people in the UP might technically be closer to Milwaukee slash Green Bay. Let's find out right now. Let me type in. Then they Iron Mountain would be to Detroit. I think. How far? Like, am do I, I consider? When I think of the UP, do I think, oh, those are probably Pistons fans? Honestly, no. I no. like it's Canada to me. <laughs> like it's not actually Canada. But the one, you know what? Actually, this well, is a real thing. Really quick, Iron Mountain is seven hours and twelve minutes from here. And as I'm looking on the map, you, it's it looks like it's like maybe an hour from Green Bay, and then like maybe two and a half hours from Milwaukee. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it would take me seven only- hours to drive to Iron Mountain. The only beef I have, and we can wrap on this because this is another thing we've never talked about before. My favorite thing to discuss with people from Michigan, when is up north? Not where, when. Like what? Like how far up do you have to be? And what bothers me about people from the UP is if you say like, you could say, the, you could say Sheboygan, you could say Gaylord, you could say Petoskey, you could say things that are like uh, Traverse City, you could say things that are in the bolded italicized underlined north of Michigan and people from the UP will be like, no, you're still South. That doesn't count as up North. Cause you're not in the UP. So to me in my closest cousin, who's like my sister, she grew, she was born in Flint, but grew up in Ross common, which is about, it's close to Houghton Lake or maybe about an hour. It's like maybe 20 minutes from Grayling and about an hour from Gaylord. I think of that as up North. 
If I'm in Mount Pleasant, am I up north? No. Midland. No, it's like central Michigan. Midland's basically, it's like an hour from Flint. So you think you got to be like... It, I, think Houghton, I think Houghton Lake. Once you hit Houghton Lake, you're up north. West Branch, I think once, Grayling, Gaylord, Roscommon. Yeah, once you hit Houghton Lake, you're up north. For all of our non-Michigan listeners, I'm really sorry about this segment. Now, for those of you who use the hand... As a thing, I think once you're like adjacent with the top of the thumb, you are up north. See, I disagree. Do you get what I'm saying? I think it's the first. I think it's the first, the lowest wrinkle in the finger. Like that's okay. That's up north to me. Like because like because this is basically like, the same. No, because you're saying right here. And to me, no, 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 no. I'm saying the adjacent with the edge of your thumb. If you do the Michigan thing, where the edge oh, of the okay. thumb is, yeah, if that's you take enough. that and go over yep. to the middle, that's where up north starts. Yep, that's close enough. Yeah, I would say the the top of the palm. <laughs> is about is is still uh not up north like flint's like here yeah like yeah. flint's not up north either Saginaw no. or bay city shout out to doing visual goofs on an audio exclusive podcast ladies and gentlemen we hope you have the best holiday season imaginable yes happy happy christmas merry christmas merry chrysler <laughs> happy new year because we actually won't be the next pod will be after nope. the new year uh, the next time we listen, the next time we talk to our listeners, it'll be 2023. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for another great Ladies year, and gentlemen. This is year two. Yeah, this is. We have the two year anniversary coming up in oh, about a shit. month. I'll be in. Who I'll knows? be in Paris for our, when our anniversary hits. Are you gonna bring me? Hey, we technically have Christmas gifts for each other. Oh, you have my money. No, oh, I have your. Shirt. I have your. Your 100th episode shirt. Yes, you do. Do I have one for you? Yeah. I have a gift for you? Technically, you do. You should. Uh, it is a. It was a, a hoodie that belonged to a certain Duke oh, basketball yes. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Luke Kennard hoodie. I got you. Yeah. You'll have to... I forgot about that. Brush the cobwebs off of that one. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. We will catch you guys. Wow. In the next year. Wow. Peace.